Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, 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 because you know in time you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation, a show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Episode 64. 64. Thomas Willis. Episode 64. She's a dirty whore. She gets on the floor, all on fours, and she spreads her cheeks now. You wish. I can pound anywhere. Just open the cheeks, spread what leaks, the bleeding asshole. Sorry, I just think my mic and my pop filter. Your pop filter? Uh huh. The pantyhose you stole from your girlfriend. She's gone now. now. Oh, oh, guess what, Void? Yes. We got another listener. Oh, who called? Oh, oh, biggest fan of all. Female sapien of the homo, Void. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got a female listening to us. Oh, yeah. Is oh. she single? No, she's mine. Oh, oh, then don't count us kittens. No. What? It don't count. Why not? Uh, family and friends discount? That's not true. They affect the algorithms. Oh, yes. Any good traction is traction. Yeah. Oh, satisfaction from that traction. Oh, you exactly. You know what I mean, Bobby. Oh. Are we both coming in okay? Yeah. Wow, well, we're coming in good. You're not as loud as me, though. Okay. That means you're not as powerful. Oh, yes. Oh, you got up there. Okay, well, I I closed up to the mic closer. You closed up to the mic closer? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Let me... Hey, baby. Sarah. Yeah, her name's Sarah. Oh. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? We have more than Hunter? that. Walter? He says Hunter. Hunter, okay. I've talked Walter. to... Walter. Walter. I thought you were going to say Walter. Hello, Hunter and Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So we have Squirrel Hunter. Now we need to find a position for Sarah. What kind of position you want to put her in? How about uh, Don't do that, Void. What? That's mine. What? My woman. No, how about the Wrangler of your Squirrel Nuts? Oh, 
Yes, she could wrangle up some nuts so we can, uh, you know, bait in these squirrels. Yes, I, lo- I love it too, and uh, the women uh, hide our nuts in their cheeks. She's the nut wrangler. Whoa, She's going thing. to love that. Good thing, not like last episode, nut strangler. Nut strangler? Who the hell is that? Yo! What? what? No, I'm not. Oh! Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yes, you are. Okay. You said everybody strangles nuts. Remember I showed you my fancy smancy underpantsy? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The leopard print. How'd oh. she like that? Oh, I tell you what. I had to wash them extra good. Okay. I got spaghetti sauce on them. You're eating spaghetti naked? No, I had my underpants on. Oh. Why, you don't do that? I maybe drink a beer in my underwear. Oh, yeah. Or alcohol. Yeah, good idea. You know, nothing better than drinking so much in your underwear uh-huh. that you black out. Then you wake up in a funny place with funny people. Oh, like that song about days going by, by the talking foreheads. What? Foreheads don't talk, boy. Uh, your forehead is talking right now. No. What? My mouth is talking. Oh, yes, that's your forehead. No, it's even intervated by different cranial nerves. Oh, okay. Yeah, what a tupa. Facial nerve. Cranial nerve number seven with the forehead. Buddy. Okay. Yes. So what's this song? Days go by? Yes. Yeah, it's days do go by. Yes. Yeah, this should be called Captain Obvious. Yes. Or Captains of the Obviousness. Excuse me, I had the belch, but I moved my mouth away from the mic. Did it come through? Probably. These are good microphones for picking up things like that. Like your farts. Your flatulence. How did it sound? You sound good. It was in stereo. Yes. You on one side and me on the other. That way people can know exactly what it sounds like when voices go cuckoo in my head. Oh. Yeah. I got re-diagnosed, Void. Of what? At first they said I was schizophrenic because I always get worried that there was going to be, you know, CIA capturing me and my best friend Void. Oh. And then they're going to find out we were aliens. So they thought I was schizophrenic. Oh, that's not good. But then now they diagnosed me with multiple personality disorder. Well, oh. And this new doctor. Ah, he's a weirdo. Uh-huh. Yeah, he burns incense in his room. And he's got these bead doors. He doesn't believe in many barriers. What? Many barriers. Oh, okay. So, like, you just walk through. And he also says it gives a great ambience to uh, the room when you open it. You know, you walk through the bead door. And it's like trickling sound. Oh, and then like Waterbrook. What? Like Waterbrook? Yeah, kind of. Or like rain stick. Oh. And... He Does it make you have to pee? Once. Once, indeed. Made me have to go pee. Real bad. But I think it's because I drank a lot before I went there. Oh. I had to get my nerves up, you know. Yes. I had a, a couple shots. One a margarita. 
Oh, and uh, then I had some wine, mm. and I was pissing like a horse. Oh, like why a racehorse? Why do they say that? Piss like racehorse? Oh, uh, because sometimes they don't even stop to piss and just piss really fast. They just piss all over the place while they're running around? Yep. No, I didn't piss like racehorse. Oh. I piss like human. Human? Damn humans, Void. Aren't we all humans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all humans here. Yes. Sapiens of the homo. 100% sure. So, they diagnosed me with multiple personality disorder when they found out, uh, sometimes I uh, change my voice and, um, you know, I black out. Oh. Is that from the drinking? No. Sometimes. Sometimes no name comes out. And sometimes that other dude comes out. Oh. Sometimes Gagor comes out. Oh. Okay. That's yeah. good for you. Yeah. He comes right out of the closet in my mind. Does he say super thanks for asking? I don't know. I black out. Oh. You'll have to ask him. You want to talk to him? No, 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 that's okay. You sure? Yes, that's just... He's really me. eager to meet you, boy. No, 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 no. No? No. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Hey, he won't stop bugging me. That's okay. I don't want to meet him. Oh, now he's moaning. Huh? Now he's pissing off all the other people. Oh. All right, wait. No, I got him, I got him. I put him down. Okay. Yeah. I sat him down. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas Willis, 64 whore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Let me open up all two words right there. Okay. Thomas Willis. Okay, okay. Yes. Let me crack my knuckles. That's what very serious people do when they're about to do something intense. Ow. Oh, you hear that? Yes, you're too popping in your joints. You sound like gristle. Gristle. On my right thumb. Oh, no good. Okie dokie. Once upon a time, Void. Yes. On the 27th day of what they call January. Oh. In the Gregorian calendar. Uh huh. Of the year 1621, a Corantera. Ah, uh, 1621. Yes. In oh. the UK, right? I believe it was called England at the time. Oh, okay. Was an ape man. Named Thomas Willis. Yes. That emerged from the cavernous depths of a female sapien of Wasn't the Wasn't he the oldest of three kids, too? Don't you interrupt me. What oh, you sorry. Say? You say something? Something no. about kids? No, I said three he was kids? the oldest of three kids, right? I believe so. I, I, clear, I, I kind of glided over that part. Oh. Don't know why. I was more interested in other things. Maybe my toes. Well, where were we? So, he emerged out of the cavernous depths of the female sapien of the homo named Rachel Willis. He was a byproduct from unprotected coitus when his father, Thomas Willis, ejaculated, splurging copious quantities of gametes into Rachel Willis's vagina, which logically led to the conception of Thomas and Rachel Willis's offspring, 
Also named Thomas Willis. Oh, how original. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so, we're going to call Thomas Willis, the one we're talking about most of the time, Thomas Willis the Younger, or Thomas the Younger for short. Yes. And, logically so, the father shall be called Thomas Willis Elder, or Thomas the Elder. Okay. Yeah, you got to respect your elders. Yes. Even if they're telling you to do really fucked up shit. Uh, maybe in that case, if it's self-harming uh, to them or others, maybe not. What is harm? Harm is pain or damage to others and stuff that, uh, you know. So when the mommy tells you to eat up your dinner, the starving people, people in Ethiopia, you might want to, uh, you know, not eat it because they're starving people? No, 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 no. Harm uh, uh, Actual harm. So, oh, like, so like, like, go, go, go beat your brother till he's bloody or something, or, or. What if it's eating meat? Then, oh, production and the factory farms, you know. Oh. That's hurting others. I meant homos of the sapien. Oh, homos of the sapien? Yes. Oh, you say it like them. Oh, homo sapiens. There we go. Oh, you say it even more like them. Correct yourself to become that law. Oh. God damn it, gotta edit that one out. Anywho, where was I? Oh, yeah, so you're talking about, like, if your mom gives you a, a cheeseburger with uh, extra mayonnaise and uh, pickles and bacon, extra bacon, and a bunch of greasy, greasy cheese, and that stuff is no good for your health. And your mom tells you to eat up. Do you eat it? Well, it depends uh, if you're hungry and your own choice. But that's hurting you. Yes. I am confused. It's confusing. Void? Yes. Let's go back to topic. Yes, back to topic. That's a good idea. Now, where was I? Rachel Willis' vagina. Oh, the location of the younger Thomas Willis. Uh-huh. Entrance, entrance is of the human constructed geographical location. In English, known as Wilshire. Wilshire. Oh. In a country known as England. We already covered that. Yes. Boy. I love their sausages. You do? Wilshire. Oh, yeah? You love their sausages, Void? Yes. Okay. They're pork byproducts and turkey byproducts. Well, they're pork and something when you have their sausages. Oh, screw you. What? After the podcast. No, not like that. Come on. Just a little? No, you, no. Have, a, you have a girlfriend. Ah, she's okay. Okay. She like that. Yeah. She go, oh, 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 yeah, baby. Harder, faster, stronger, better. Oh, yeah. Anywho, Wilshire is just southwest of Oxford. Uh-huh. I love their commas are great. Their their commas? It's a it's a joke, English joke. Oh, is it like before and? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, interesting thing. We were taught like that in uh, our primary school. Yes. But then I went to college in Texas. Uh-huh. And uh, they say you don't need to use a comma before the end. Uh-huh. 
And I'm just like, you didn't have the preference. I even had a teacher correct me. They deducted a point. And they're like, you don't need a comma here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Oxford's different from a lot of other sapiens of the homo. Yes. Anywho, born into a family where both parents are believed to have been royalists, Thomas Willis grew up with support for the dogma of national attention. Yes. Oh, yes. It wasn't indicated directly from Source 1 why this note was very important until later, but everything in our lives impacts everything at some point, whether or not it was mentioned. So no matter how trivial that might have been to you, it will reveal itself pretty soon. Yes. Willis stayed in his family's cottage for about two years until his mother, Rachel, inherited some land, whoa, where they then moved to a place called North Hinksey, which is closer to Oxford, I believe. Oh. His first two childhood homes appear to be still standing, according to source number two. He shared some fancy-smancy pictures on his tube of view video. Oh. Hinksey, as a matter of fact, is so close that you can see Oxford from a hill in Hinksey. Oh. Called Hinksey Hill. Hinksey Hill. Uh-huh. By the time our primary human reached the age of ten, Earth revolutions around a nuclear furnace, sapiens of the homo called the sun, mm-hmm. Rachel Willis died. Oh. Oh. Poor Thomas Willis. Anywho, Thomas Willis, the elder, did the most logical thing anyone could do. Yes. He got jiggy with a local window. What? A widow, not window. Window, you sure? Yes, widow. He was a widow, too, because his spouse died. So He's a window? Widow, widow. Like, widow. like the spider? Widow. Spider? Yeah, black widow. Oh, black widow. Yes. I heard about those. Yes. Not very fun. Yes. I hear they uh they have a neurotoxin that can be very deadly. Yeah, very potent. Where was I? So I won't talk about you know, this translucent relationship where it might be sexually deviant with the glass. Dangerous. Yes, get sharp pointy bits. Yeah. Well. Oh two two panes of glass exploded at work. They were safety glass. Safety glass. Yes. All the irony. Yeah. Safety glass exploded. Well, no, no. It's uh, it's it's, it's sectioned off. So when the molecules break down, it has um, non-coarse edges for non-cutting. So it doesn't really cut. It just kind of breaks into smaller pieces that won't cut you. What? So they go flying and they don't cut. They just hit you like little pebbles. Exactly. Wait, so that's what happened? You got hit by a bunch of pebbles? Technically, yes, but the thing was, I was moving a piece of furniture, and uh, part of it had broken earlier in the week when I moved it, and then she, uh, the person who bought it didn't want it on there, so I was unscrewing it, it fell right out and exploded all over the ground. How do you unscrew something, Void? It had screws in it, it tied to a door that was on a hinge. Wait, you're supposed to have screws when you screw someone? No, no, no. I'm saying that uh, the door hinge was held in 
by screws, the metal screws. Oh, nothing better than screwing something on hedge devoid. Oh, yes, yes. Having a little crazy helps you a lot. Oh, little crazy can go a long way. Oh, yes. Oh, and you know I am no stranger to crazy. Oh, yes, with all the cuckoos in your head and the multiple Hey, don't you call on that. Okay, the lovely people in your yeah, head. They, they are lovely people. They're dandy. They shit in my head. Oh, yes. Bastards. Your head is full of fecal matter. You calm down, you. Oh, sorry. Anywho. As a child, Thomas Willis the Younger received classical education with lessons on what is called the Greek, Latin, logic, which would be Aristotle's syllogism all over his face, and rhetoric. The name of his primary school was called the School of Edward Sylvester. Oh, Sylvester who? Edward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where he would graduate at the age of 15. Oh, so he was a young man then. He was a young man when he graduated to school. Source 2 indicated that Thomas Willis, the younger, was exposed to chemistry, continuing his education at the school of Edward Sylvester. It's noted that chemistry was something taught due to the dean's wife desiring interest in medicine and other areas of science. It's postulated that this exposure to chemistry led Thomas Willis Younger to change his course from religious bullshit to medicine. Oh, very Another important. what? Very important. Very important. Oh, yeah, I doubt we'd be talking about this dude. Yes. Another human saved from studying that one measly book. Following this, in the year of 1638, on the month of March. Excuse you. Thank you. On the third day, our narrative, I've read, has the young Thomas Willis going to what is called the University of Oxford's Christ Church College. Oh. Okie dokie. This is where it's claimed he went for eight years. Wow. Prior to finishing this church university education, Thomas Willis the Younger is said to have received a bachelor's degree of art in 1639. Uh Uh-huh. With a master's degree in arts in 1642. And uh, once 1646 current era came around, Thomas Willis the Younger achieved a bachelor's degree and a medicine. You're going to really like how he got that bachelor's degree in. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, what, what were you saying? Even though one would presume Thomas Willis the Younger was going to school from the years of 1644 to 1646, since he got a degree in 1646, it's relayed that he served during the English Civil War as part of what is called a Royalist Auxiliary Regiment, oh. which was filled with university members, by the way. See, the Royalist part wasn't so trivial after all, Boyd. Yes, he sat with them as a Royalist and a Loyalist to the King. King Charles II? Yes. Oxford became a garrison town, too, which would explain why many educated individuals were nabbed for fighting. 
Uh-huh. That's the most logical thing you could do, boy. Oh, what a waste of uh, minds of the people that no, died. No, no, it's the best use of a mind who uh, wants to be educated is just to go out there and, uh, you know, put themselves in the line between people who are mad at the king and the king himself. Nothing better than that. Uh-huh. Mm, that's a great idea. So, the war was so close to home for both Thomas Willis younger and older that there was a cannonball that was fired into at least one of the buildings at Oxford. Still available to see in one of the buildings there. Is it untouched or is it in a uh, pedestal or a display or what? It looked like it was sitting on top of a bench void. Oh. Did they do strong man events with it? No, it's not that big. Oh. Uh, it's like... Looked like it was like five inches in diameter. Oh, okay. So it was like a, a stone throw or a... Uh, or it was a, cannonball. Yeah. I was thinking big cannonball. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, fired from uh, Cornwallis, it's assumed. Oh. No, Cromwell. My bad. Cromwell. Yeah, you get those names mixed up. They're both idolized people and they have movies named after them. Yes. Or one's called Braveheart, but you know. Yes. Both he and his father, Thomas Willis's, are said to have been so loyal, like canines to Charles II. Both Thomas and Thomas served in the Civil War of England. Not together, though, Void. No, 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 no. The elder Thomas died along with his local widow, who I thought was a window, in 1643. Oh, current era of what was called camp fever. Camp fever? No, they got camp fever. What? What does that entail? It was some plague. I, I didn't read it. You want to look that up, Lloyd? Uh, no, I'm okay. We can keep going. I was just wondering if you know any more details. Uh, no, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. This was uh, according to my first. Out of two sources, famousscientists.org. Oh, okay. Following the young Thomas's surface, the government of England rewarded his loyalty to the monarchy. And this is what has officially led Thomas Willis the Younger to achieve his medical degree in 1646, which I guess bachelor's degree in medicine. Okay, that's a medical degree, okay. I would like to note that it is relayed to have been partly due to loyalty. But, you know, the details were elusive when I read Source 1. Oh. And, uh, yeah, Source 2 made it seem like it was obvious. So, yeah, Thomas Willis the Younger found himself traveling to villages after this, around Oxford, about 50 miles in diameter, dispensing, you know, medical advice to the common folk. So traveling door-to-door doctor. Yeah. Our primary human of interest is said to have uh, been in contact with other ape men of similar career paths as well in order to compare their notes on cases with individuals they worked with uh, regarding health care and what have you. Not only did he uh, discuss topics of health with ape men named Richard Lauer, known for his work in physiology, anatomy, and physician work, 
and uh, John Locke, who was known to be a physician and a philosopher. Hey, Foy. Yes. John Locke sounds very familiar. Yes. Did he influence uh, some sort of revolution or something? I can't remember. But Thomas Willis also worked with three other eight people. One was named Isaac Newton. Oh, yes, I know that he helped uh, discover gravity. I think they already knew about gravity. Oh, yes. Maybe he described it and wrote some, uh, you know, little scribbles on the chalkboard about it. Yes. You know, things they call equations. Mm-hmm. Then there was another named Robert Boyle and another one named Robert Hooke. Oh, yes, I've heard of Hooke and Boyle. All three of these. The Boyle from the Hook and Newton worked on physics. Ah. And then there was another sapien of the homo named Christopher Wren. You ever heard of that one? Sounds familiar, but can't remember it off the top of my head. He was known for working on architecture and art. And art? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Void, covering these things, I don't like to phrase it the way many people do. Okay. My proclivity is to name a person as a person with a name and has been known to do such and such. Why is it commonplace for people to label others based on their career path with no capitalization on the career path? Why? What's up with that? If it's so important, you're going to call them a physicist. Why isn't the P capitalized? I think it actually is when you're referring to them. It could be an error. No. No, several articles I've read. Physician, lowercase p. Huh. Yeah. I mean, lots of people do more things, too, than just work for money. I mean, they have other things that are pretty damn important, boy. You like what? Like having intercourse, eating, sleeping, walking, defecating, belching, urinating, getting mad, happy, and sad. Why not call someone a defecating, sleeping, walking, Waking, belching, fucking, urinating human physician. All capital. You sure have a way with words. Damn it. I do. I think. Everybody has a way with words. I'm saying extra interesting way with words. How so? Uh, that was a mouthful and a lot of expletives and a lot of descriptors. So? No, it was just interesting. You gonna talk shit now, boy? No, I'm just saying it's interesting. Oh, okay. You sure? You don't want to? No, no. Okay. You're spilling enough shit for both of us. Just kidding. Don't talk to him about my bowel movements. Okay. Don't make me fart again. Now, Thomas Willis, the younger, married a female sapien of the homo, too. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I gotta read over stuff or, you know, go over stuff because I put things about the window. And uh, this female went by the name of Mary Fell, daughter of the one who was known as the vice chancellor of Oxford at the time. Oh, <laughs> he married into a high position, huh? Oh, he was getting into some position. Oh. Yes. Both Thomas Hopefully Willis. more than missionary. Yeah. So... Both Thomas Willis and Mary Fell ended up having nine offspring. Jeez, they were busy. 
Well, you had to. You don't know how many would survive. As a matter of fact, only four survived to outlive their parents. Oh. Yeah, pretty normal for that time. Ouch. Nothing out of the ordinary here. I, I thought I had something with that window. It was a numbers game. Yeah. You put out enough, enough will travel on to spread your genes. Yes. In the year of 1650, it was a great one, Void. Okay. You want to know why? Why is that? A female sapient of the homo was convicted for infanticide. Oh, killing a baby? Yeah, her own. Oh, who's this? Well, her name was Anne Green. Oh, I think I remember hearing about this. Yeah, she was 22 years of age. Did she not want to be a mother and was upset about being pregnant? Well, I don't know. The justice system back then probably was way worse than it is now. It's still not great. You float. You're a witch. Burn you. Yeah, it was like that. This is because... Well, you want to know why this is great for it? Why? This is because this woman was hanged in Oxford's cattle yard. Oh, yes. I remember hearing about this. This was very great because uh, the hanged woman was then donated to Oxford uh, to a gentleman named uh, William Petty, okay. who was the head of uh, anatomy, if I'm not mistaken, for scientific study, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he mm-hmm. wanted to experiment. Maybe not. Maybe not that. Okay. Oh, back to topic. Okay. Uh, the donation didn't go to Willis, as I just noted. William Petty, yeah. Mm-hmm. But both Thomas Willis and Petty decided to open her up. So they uh, open up the coffin. Yeah, creak, creak, you know, hammer and chisel or whatever, what have you. Puts new meaning to cracking open a cold one. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then uh, Anne Green, I guess, I guess she started gasping for breath and gagging. So, um... Some people in the room started stomping on their chest, Floyd. Why is that? Oh, because uh, that was the best way of resuscitating someone at the time. Okay. Yeah. And there you are, Thomas Willis and Tom Petty. I mean, oh, Thomas Willis and William Petty. Okay. He it, went back down. He went back down. No, you know the Tom Petty song, I Won't Back Down. Tom Petty. Yeah, and the Heartbreakers. Void. What? I just thought of something. What? If Thomas Willis and William Petty had a baby, uh huh, would its name be Tom Petty? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't think that's possible. No. Not unless they both uh, shot their load in the same lady and then mixed it together. I don't think that's how that one works, Void. Oh, okay. But I was thinking, you know how you could take a gamete and turn it into an egg? A what? You could take a gamete and turn it into an egg. Oh. You didn't know that? A gam what? A gamete. A sperm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can can actually turn a sperm into an egg. Oh. Or an egg into a sperm. Oh. Yeah. Is it with the uh, writing of the DNA code? I'm not so... Clear on the information. It was way back in like 2006 when they were talking about this. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, so they could definitely do that now. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Don't quote me on that. 
That'd be a good idea for a t-shirt. Don't no, they could turn me. a sperm into an egg. Anywho, the two sapiens of the Homo work together to revive Anne back to functional health. Now, there are multiple things they did, but one of the most important things they did was bloodletting. And, Void, you'd like this one. What? They put her in a bed with another female sapien of the Homo to warm her up. Uh-huh. Oh, a live one? I sure hope so. If it was to warm her up, it must have been another live one. Oh, Jesus, that must have creeped her the hell out, or unless she was a willing participant. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was willing. Oh, you know, man. back then it didn't matter. I know, but weren't they afraid of any diseases from the dead body? She wasn't dead. Oh. She was alive. Oh. They revived her. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were referring to the dead dead corpse. There was no dead corpse. They thought Anne Green was dead. Oh. Until they opened up the coffin. Did you know her own family members were tugging on her body while she was hanging to help her die faster? Oh, wow. Yeah, very humane. Probably because, uh... You wanted to make it go faster. Oh, okay. Make sure she snapped her neck, you know. But apparently that didn't work. Oh. And later she survived. And it was very good for both William Petty and Thomas Willis, the younger. Uh Uh-huh. Another great thing is that I guess after you get hung or hanged, or whatever you chose to say, (laughs) right, Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. So if you survive that, apparently you can just go on and live your life. She ended up having multiple children afterwards. Makes me wonder why she did infanticide. I don't know. Maybe she just had a fit of uh, rage and passion and decided to do it, then regretted it, then decided not going through it again and thanked her lucky stars that she was alive. She decided to have the babies. Or maybe it was a baby from rape. Oh. Huh? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe she didn't kill it at all and it died from something like sudden infant death syndrome. Oh, that's terrible. Or accidental. Yeah, it could have been many things. Yes. You don't know. People were still being burnt for being witches. Oh, yeah. Why are you a witch? No. Oh, thank goodness. I, I don't have a pointy hat. I could get you one. No, it's okay. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. You sure that that wouldn't make you a witch? No, I also need to ride a broomstick and I don't have one. I could get you a broomstick. No, I don't. I can get you my stick. No, no, no. I have wood right here. No, I got wood right here too. Oh, you you do? Yeah. Mine didn't go away after talking about Aunt Green getting warm with another woman. Oh. Anywho. So I assume they probably knew that rule. If you survive it, you can live. So they treated her like a a innocent person after. I would have thought they would have tried to kill her again as a witch. No, no, I think... You survived death. No? Mm. You don't think so? I don't know. It must have knocked her out. Apparently. Yeah, they thought she was dead. So this was very good for these two, these two gentlemen, for uh, their medical skills were good enough, quote unquote, 
to bring someone back, but I'm pretty sure she would have survived without their help. Mm-hmm. This built up Willis's reputation. Anyways, the common uh, proclivity, Boyd. Yes. Among many humans is to tell folklore and... Uh, oh, so uh, they once, had a name to themselves because of this incident. Yeah, once I read that there was uh, some people trying to say that they brought someone back from the dead. Like Do you think maybe this is the idea of where Frankenstein came from? That's a good question, boy. And I don't have an answer. There you go again. There are many questions I don't have answers to. That's okay. It was only a, it was only a thesis. And you have a phone within grasp, and you could just, you know, type it in there. You have a question. You want to do that? Okay. I'll look oh yeah, it. yeah. You do that. Okay, keep going. I'm I have a done silent. So I'm going to get a drink right now. Some water. Okay. I'm still staying sober, Void. Oh, yes. How dry you are. Yeah, that's why I need water. So, once 1657 came around all over the place, Willis took his prospecting practice from Oxford to BM Hall which was a rather large estate in terms of estates. Even though I saw a video where they were doing uh, a little walkthrough, it didn't look pretty big. Actually, the doorways were about 5'10". But uh, according to these people, they thought it was pretty big. This is where he brought several people to work with him since his notoriety was established. By 1660... Thomas Willis is accused of having the largest practice in all of Oxford. The year 1660 is also great for the human Willis, since he was appointed as Seldian Professor of Natural Philosophy at Oxford, which is a strong, with a strong recommendation from the ape man called Gilbert Sheldon. I found nothing on the Frankenstein. Might have just been a... Uh coincidence. Yeah. There's probably multiple stories just like that, too. You yes. know, since uh, they started making embalming fluid uh, very important to use because they found a lot of coffins with scratch marks on them because people were buried where they thought they were dead, but they weren't. Oh. Yeah, but then they start cutting them up and then they would die? All I know is embalming fluid was... Uh, Something people used more often because they just wanted to make sure someone was dead. Oh, well, thank you for considering me of my health. Yeah, a good idea. Yeah, not, not just to wait around and see if the person might come back. But now they have better technology, I would assume, that they'd be able to bring someone back. You know, or detect whether or not they were alive. There's actually a poison you can ingest that makes it seem like you're dead and puts you in a coma-like state. Oh. For several days. Anyways, when it came to uh, Thomas Willis's patient, Thomas Willis did something I have not yet seen yet to avoid. It's a very juicy. What's that? This would exp- Well, first, before I tell you, this would explain why he was able to study deviations correlated with people's anatomy with certain diseases. Do you know what it is? Yes? Uh, no, not quite what. What? Yeah, he dissected his own patients after they died. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did this at the Christ's Church BM Hall, which I just mentioned, and at Bulkley Hall, 
which was the lodging of William Petty, which is where they, they pulled Dan Green. Buckley Hall is actually still standing, along with BM Hall. But Buckley Hall, boy, get this shit. What? Is now a Thai restaurant. Yummy the dum dum. Oh. Yeah. Nothing like a place which held dissections from dead people accused of crimes to be used for serving people food at a price. Petty was head of anatomy at the time at Oxford, and he had those dibs on the flesh bodies whenever he wanted to. The main group that worked together with uh, Thomas Willis and William Petty was, of course, Thomas Willis, Christopher Wren, Richard Lauer, Thomas Millington, Edmund King, Robert Boyle, and, of course, William Petty. You know, I think, Void, since both of them had the first name Thomas, uh-huh. Thomas Willis and Thomas Millington, I think they would have been called out by their last names, you know? Hey, Millington. Hey, Willis. You know? Yes. And then, somewhere, that little time-traveling bastard, Gary Coleman, Yes. Come out and say, what you talking about, Willis? And then I'd say, no one asked you. I wonder how that that little bastard's doing. Well, he's dead. I keep on telling you, that's a lie. He's living on Tupac Island. At least that's what so fucking podcast told me. And they'd never mess around. Never. Anywho. After serving as Seldian Professor of Natural Philosophy at Oxford, Gilbert Sheldon then requested Thomas Willis to move to London in 1667. Look at this uh, Gilbert Sheldon moving Willis around so he could prosper more. Pah! Gilbert Sheldon, dong, long, dong, fong, wong, tong. Bye! This time in 1667, Gilbert Sheldongi Wong Tong was now Archbishop of Canterbury. Ah, see, I see. I see, I see. Glow in the darkness. The void in his phone. She's glowing. What you looking at now? Sorry, our governor said something stupid about pot. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Two midgets smoking pot and then sucking cock, I see. Okay. Yes, Uh, it's away. Sorry. At least you weren't looking at those horse porns. Oh. Sorry, my mic fell on my face. Yeah, yeah. But make sure you don't have drool on it. Don't worry. I always worry about you, Void. Why's that? Because you were looking at those two midgets blowing that big one. Fuck you. No, I wasn't. Okay, let's keep going. What's wrong with that? You're saying, fuck you, like it was a bad thing. No, no, no. That's You lie. Well, some midgets are pretty. Yes, they are. Very much so. Is it bad? Is it bad to call them midgets? Uh, it depends on what they actually are. Most of them go by little person or dwarf, but it's by... Really? Uh, yeah. Dwarf would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm from Lord of the Rings. I'd huh. dress up like that big redhead one. From Gimli. that movie. What? Gimli. Yes. I would change my name to Gimli. Mm. And I carry around a war axe. Oh, yes. Even to the airport. Oh, I think you'd have to check it. Yeah, I'd check it out. I'd be like, look at this, baby. This thing could chop your head right off. Okay, so more about Willis. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where was I? In London, in St. Martin's Lane, is where Willis moved his practice to. And then in 1670, the wife of Thomas Willis died. Oh, ouch, that's a lot of sadness. So, like his father, Thomas Willis decided to marry a widow, too. Oh, I put the window in there, too. Hmm, hmm, better change that one. What is up with this family, Void? I don't know. Do Maybe they they're lonely wives? and they find another lonely person. Yeah, so they just kill the wives and then get another one? No, they die of natural causes. Jesus Christ. You don't know. Maybe they killed them. I don't know. Well, you never know. Hey, the crazier things going on right now. I bet you someone's having sex with someone's forehead. Severed. That could be possible. Oh, 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 after listening to so fucking podcasts talk about that one dude. Ugh, he had a whole, he had a, like a throne made out of people's bones. Oh, oh isn't that fun? They call it a masturbatorium. Oh, it's just disgusting. Yeah, you get a boner while sitting on bones. Yuck. Yeah. I don't have anything like that down there where I keep the guitar player. Oh. Hey, by the way, how's the drummer doing? He's doing okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You got his drumming going? Uh-huh. Boom, ba, boom, ba. Right, like? You got you to gotta stop hitting him off of the head, boy. Okay. Yeah. After I stopped hitting the guitar player over the head, he started started to regain consciousness more and actually started playing better. Oh, yes. Where was I? The windows? Yeah, we went. We already did that. Okay. So Thomas Willis decided to marry a widow. Mm-hmm. Oh. And what's more interesting... The name of this widow was Elizabeth Kelly. Kelly. Okay. In 1682, Willis moved to London just after the fire of London, oh, according yes. to Source 2, who was a professor at Oxford. At least I assume so much. He spoke like he went to Oxford and lived in Oxford. So, we have conflicting information. What's that? Well, greatscientist.org said that Thomas Willis moved in 1667 uh-huh. to London. Well, Source 2 said in 1682, Willis moved to London. Hmm. To spend the last nine years of his life when he died in 1691. Oh. Was he in his 50s or how old was he? Hmm. They would have been 70. Oh, okay. Man, that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, man, after 70, you know, things start going downhill real fast. Especially in that era. Well, you never know. You might die like Thomas Willis did of pneumonia. Oh, that sucks. He drowned in his own vomit, maybe. Maybe. So, we have a brief overview of Thomas Willis' work. Prior to Thomas Willis the Younger... There were limitations regarding our own anatomy where observations were vague. Descriptions such as testes and buttocks, thank you, Andrews Vesalius, 
for those superior and inferior colliculi, which would have formed the tectum in humans' void. Uh-huh. Social stigmas surrounding studying rotting humans uh-huh. of a slew and a slew of cognitive dissonance associated with Claudius Galen's nonsensical assumptions based off other species, which Angelus Vesalius helped us out with. Um, they were shifting findings after Andrew Cicelius. Mm, yeah, he kicked open that door. Whoop, bam. Uh-huh. And a famous scientist claimed that Andrew Cicelius' paradigm-shifting findings hindered this, were hindered in this area of study because of Galen, which makes sense. Famous scientists claimed that Vesalius, Leonardo da Vinci, Borengario, which I never heard of, were heavily influenced by Galen. Oh. While this may have been true for the most part, they most certainly had different views from Galen. Mm-hmm. Because even Leonardo da Vinci started to uh, question it all when he studied more about the nerves. Uh-huh. And Famous the scientists three, are... And the three cell mumbo-jumbo? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, it's called the, the cell doctrine, according oh, to source number two. Okay, cell doctrine. Yeah, I would, uh, I would uh, go with that dude. Even though he's not very good at... Uh, giving speeches. Okay. Famous scientist.org also confirmed that Galen believed the brain's function was to filter animal spirits, which were blamed for illnesses. This makes sense, you know, to make your sound, make it sound like your brain was a purification system because from what I read, it sounded like, you know, your brain was a pump to use spirits for actions when I read it, but this one, you know, thinks it's different. Anywho, I'm pretty sure many people disagreed on that area of nonsense. Yeah, that's kind of a lot pretty crazy. Yeah. There is a very large difference in Thomas Willis' work. Well, you know, it's not just that Thomas Willis got a lot of uh, accurate and inaccurate data. It's that Thomas Willis worked with both experimental and clinical observations. You know, the patient thing. Uh-huh. Where he cut open his own patients and studied their deviations from each other. Yes. And then we have what is called Chiriguay infusoria, which, according to what I read, Chiriguay infusoria is an injection which allowed blessed vessels to be revealed with a dye. Oh, yes, yes. This innovation was uh, credited to the one sapien of the homo named Christopher Wren. Wren, okay. This is said to have helped Thomas Willis the Younger in viewing the complicated brachial structure in the brain mm-hmm. for the blood, supri- blood supply. Yes. So rather than taking the brain apart piece by piece, documenting, drawing, what have you, you never know what they did with the brain. And no matter how meticulous they would have been, the brain would have been deteriorated by the time they got down to the nub. So Thomas Willis was capable of seeing all the intricacies of the blood supply, which would explain why they uh, found this little part that was later named as the Circle of Willis. With all its glory. Yes, the circle of Willis. Yeah. It said that Thomas Willis had six books published, one of which was said to have been published after his death. And then there was another source that that showed uh, seven books, and it would have been nine if they were actually published. Ah. So let's go through them. Okay. In 1664, the most important one for us is Cerebri Anatomy, which... As a matter of fact, Void, uh-huh. there is a Google free view of this book. Oh. But it doesn't make sense to me because it's in Latin. Oh. 
So good luck. I'm not going to learn Latin in a week in order to read that. Uh, maybe you can copy paste it to Google Translate. No, maybe, but it's just pictures. It's more like picture book. Oh, okay. I mean, like pictures of the pages. Oh. And the, the font's rather large for the pages, so the 540-odd pages would have actually been like, you know, like a 200 or something. Oh, wow. Really, That's... really large, actually. Maybe 100. Anyways, in 1666, Void, is the book Willis wrote, Great Fire in London. Oh, Void. 666. Yep, number of the beast. Yes, the beast. That is what the children used to call me in grade school. They used to call me Dumbledore, too, in high school. Oh, bastards. Anywho. In 1667, Thomas Willis wrote a book called Moved to London. Ah, there it is. What? That's the smoking barrel. Oh, and he moved? Yeah, which, which is really crazy. Because according to Source 2, he moved nine years before he died in 1691. Uh-huh. But get this. Source number 2 displayed this book with this date. Moved to London. And... 1666 was the Great Fire in London. Uh-huh. Source so it two, adds up. Yeah. It, well, not really. Source 2 babe, flubbed pretty bad. Nine I know. I mean, five. the, the uh, adds up of uh, that date and the Great Fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The year after the Great Fire, indicated by source number 2, displayed this data of the books being written in this order at these dates in 1666 and 1667. He kind of flubbed on that one. Oh, wow. You know, people make mistakes. Yes. Pretty sure he's pretty good at something other than, you know, making a little slideshow for people to listen to that nobody really listened to, like six people liked. That's kind of like us, Void. Yes. Hey. What? I'm giving uh, the female listener a shirt of ours. Oh, neato. That's two down. Yes. We have 98 more. Oh, cool. I, more people are following me, too. That's neat, though. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And grow, my pretty grow. Yeah, grow. Actually, you know what? You start commenting. You you send us a DM, damn it. I want you to tell me that you love my superior meninges. Oh, yes. Then I'll know you're really a listener. Oh, yes. Say, Gork, baby, rub your superior meninges. You know, next week I got to, I got to, do a TikTok video of us. Okay, make sure to remember your your uniform. I have a uniform. Or uh, remember your stuff for the TikTok. There we go. Just your my supplies. stuff. What stuff? Okay. I next don't do week. anything different. Okay. Okay. Pa, silly, silly void. Okay. Anywho, in 1670. We have affectionum quae decudar historicae et hypochondriac. K. Hypochondriacae. Okay. Yeah, Latin. Mm-hmm. 1672, we have de anime bruturum. In a 1674 to 1675, we have pharmaceuticae rationalis. And in 1691 is a plain and easy method of preserving those that are well from the plague. 
Yeah, I think that one hit home. You know, because his dad died from a plague. Oh, that sucks. And his stepmom. Then in 1981, Kenneth Dewhurst published Thomas Willis's case study book. Oh. Which also included a total of 50 patients, 20 of which were males, 22 were females, and eight others were children. I don't know about you, Void. Yes. But I didn't know that you were neither male or female until you were an adult. No, I think I was just staying it for the statistics. Yeah, but you would have said, you know, so many males and so many females that added up. Yes. And then you would have said how many adults and how many children. Yes. But the way Thomas Willis's case study book published by Kenneth Dewhurst, a little different. I don't know. Okay. There are 30 cases in this book that were medical. 12 uh-huh. were surgical, 7 psychiatric, 1 obstetrical. Obstetrical. Trickle my tickle. Tickle my trickle. Whoa. Then Willis described many different diseases. There was achalasia of cardia, malaria, myasthenia gravis, typhoid fever, paracusis willsi, weird, paracusis willisii. Uh, then you have peripheral fever. It looks like purple fever, spelled funny. Asthma and emphysema. Neurosyphilis. Whoa, boy. Now, that's a pretty fucking prominent disease around that time. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's why they had the big wigs. Then you have diabetes mellitus, or mellitus. Then you have dementia, tuberculosis, encephalitis, liturgia, liturgica. Uh-huh. Restless leg syndrome and pulmonary disease. Now, echolasia of Acardia had Willis using a whalebone to push food down a person's throat. Oh, sounds uh, f- sounds uh, enjoyable. Sounds like there's an obstruction. It sounds like it had something to do with your heart. Oh, yeah, echolasia of the cardia, whatever that is. Didn't look it up. We're focusing on the biography. Suck my balls. This is also supposed to be dedicated to neuroscience. So if you don't know what it is, you have a phone. I hope. What are you listening to? Or what are you using to listen to us if you don't have a phone? Interesting question, huh, Void? Oh, or the, uh, or the uh, computer, laptop. That's still a pooter. I know. Technically, your phone is a pooter now. Yes. Yeah. Then, for... Paracusis Willisi, whatever you say, W-I-L-L-I-S-I-I, Willisi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Paracusis Willisi. There was a case where a woman could not hear unless a person was banging a drum while their husband spoke to them. Okie dokie. Interesting. Was that ear pressure thing, you think? But I didn't look it up. Oh. Yeah. Meh. There I go, dropping the balls again. Like I'm juggling. Yes. And then when it came to dementia, Willis is credited for describing many different forms of dementia, which is probably where Thomas Willis got a lot of credit for studying his patients. Yep. Now, it's also noted that Thomas Willis wanted to do two other books, right? 
Uh-huh. Never published. One was on venereal disease or oh. some sort of STD thing. Oh, syphilis? Well, probably. It probably influenced him a lot. Maybe he had syphilis. I don't know. You never know. What a mystery. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Say it again. What a mystery. There we go. Yeah, what a mystery. And you want to hear the other book he wanted to publish? Yes. It was on tumors. On tumors? Yeah. It's not a tumor. I had a tumor. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, your eye. Yes, yes, yes. Size of a pinhead. Very lucky. And then uh, for our primary book that we want to look into is Cerebi, Cerebi, Cerebri Anatomy. Oh, I wonder what that could be. There's a subtitle. Mm-hmm. It's called Qui Exis It Devorum Descriptio It Usus. <laughs> that sounds like a magical spell. Oh, no, the Necronomicon. This kind of sounds like, well, like, this kind of seems like what you say to a woman that's a magical, you know, phrase to get her open. Uh-huh. Qui axis et nevorum descriptio et usus. And then you hear a creaking sound, you know, like a door that needs uh-huh. to have lube on it. Uh-huh. And her legs spread open. Uh-huh. Sounds you, like a wonderful place. And then you hear a what? Who are you fucking? The Crypt Keeper? That's not normal. No, no, no. I mean, that's supposed to be self-lubricating. We need to get the squirrel nut... The nut gatherer. Oh. We need to tell her that's not normal. Are you sure you haven't met any woman that made that sound? I mean, I've had odd vagina, and it didn't really make that sound. It maybe didn't lubricate as well, but it was still moist. You have to spit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know. You know what's good? Yeah. Good for that? What? You you slob on their, their little man on the boat. Yes. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, You know yes. what really gets them going, Void? What? Take your tongue. Uh-huh. And uh, rotate it around it. Uh-huh. Around the circumference of uh-huh. the clitoris. Uh-huh. And at the same time, with your lips over your teeth, uh-huh. you suck on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I had it one time. It went right in my mouth, and I was like, whoop. Mm, it tasted good. You know she peed on you, right? No, that wasn't piss. I've tasted piss before, Floyd. Oh, yes. It was not piss. It tasted like pink lemonade. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's what come. That's what squirting is. Ah, no, no, uh, sorry to tell you this, but, uh, squirting is peeing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah, it is. Void, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I know. Oh, my God. I've been with a squirter before. Actually, I am with a squirter. No, Void. She probably just peed. Some women actually have a problem with their bladder. Uh When you're screwing them, it pushes on their bladder so they urinate. And some women just don't know what really coming is or squirting is. There's a huge difference because there's a difference in texture and there's a difference in smell and taste. It's not the same fluid. Kind of like how cum is different, but it comes out the same hole. No, no. Female cum is different, but I'm just saying a squirter is P2. No. 
You yes. have women that urinate themselves because of a bladder situation, and they think it's squirting. But there's women that squirt that's not to urine. I could tell you a big difference. Okay, that's you know what, what you I'm tell gonna, yourself. I'm going to actually do an episode on that with you. Next episode, squirting. Is it urine or something more? Huh? We find out on I'm, Cinemax.com. I'm probably wrong. I've been right too many times this year. I was right about Trump's rally. I was right about something else. And okay. I was right about last year. Okay. I said 2020 was the year of hindsight. And there, boom, it happened. Oh, yes. And it was months beforehand. Oh, I am bound to be wrong. Okay. I probably am. I probably made myself act like a complete ignoramus. Okay. Oh, I am an ignoramus because I was wrong about this thing. Whoa. Okay. Oh, what do you keep going? Are we preparing for next week or what do we oh, do? Oh, the book. The book. Yes. It's the first publicly known evidence for saving of the homo to use the term neurology. Oh. Also so he coined the term? Uh, I guess so. Oh. Neurology used by Thomas Willis was in Latin, so it ended with so it ended with an IE instead of a Y. Oh, okay. This marks the most significant impact in our area of study void. Oh, wow. Where people paired up anatomy with localization without mere speculation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but hard uh, facts. Yeah, but you know, with experimentation and observational findings. Yes. Noted is not only anatomy of the nervous system, but also compliments to the ones named Richard Lauer and Christopher Wren. Where Christopher Wren provided illustrations and Richard Lauer assisted with dissections according to the narrative I read on page or on source one. But source two indicated there were other people involved too, and I believe Wikipedia had a couple others. There are over a hundred and wait, there's around the one hundred and fifty pages in this book dedicated to the brain alone while the rest dealt with spinal nerves, cranial nerves, and your autonomic nerves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to cover that next week. Oh. Is that nice? Yes. So if you like us, God damn it, gave us a five-star review. It will really help. Tell your friends, tell your foes, tell everyone up your nose. Exactly. Pick your toes. Scrotum hose. Panty hose. And, uh, daddy knows. Panty knows. No, daddy knows. Daddy does know. Whoa. You hear about that squirrel gatherer? Daddy knows. You're going to creep her out. Me creep her out? Bah. She does the videos for TikTok. Oh, yeah. So she sees your meninges banging about. And she even posted up a video. She got a hold of my account posted up a video when she was secretly cam recording me doing my whim off. Oh, did she say sexy? Yes. She liked that one. Oh, yes. Tell everybody, damn it. Oh, we live in Even peace? people at the damn grocery store that don't know you, you get a t-shirt and they say, oh, cool t-shirt. You'll be like, yeah, I listened to this nut job on here named Void, not yeah. Gork. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, here's a song from Escape Goat. Hopefully it's a new one. I don't know. He's been pretty lazy lately, but, uh, you know, there's over 
what is it, over 40 different songs that are recorded? So, oh, yes. So it's not like a damn radio station where they play the same song five times in a, two hours. Oh, yeah. Or how however they do it. On the playlist. Yeah, so what do we do, Void? We leave in peace. Bye. Bye.